Hey guys, Naughty here. In this episode, I interview multi-award winning performer Jason Collins, aka Masculine Jason. This fun and flirty interview was full of interesting info about this pansexual porn star. We almost had to split it into two parts. Totally candid about the highs and lows of his life and porn career, Jason shares things you won't find in any other interview. If you're a first-tier member of my Patreon, you get access to the audio of this interview before everyone else. Everyone else will have to wait till it's posted live on the podcast. If you're one of my second or third members, you get to see the video of this interview. And I must tell you, the audio does not do this sexy man justice. I was nearly salivating the whole time as I watched the perky nipples of his tatted chest. If you want access to this exclusive content, including bonus episodes, extended episodes, roleplay, and hot and steamy videos of the playtimes with some of my guests, then join my Patreon. It starts at just $1, and it really does help me to keep this podcast going. For more information on how to join, click the link down in the show notes. And if you want to be on the show and anonymously share your sexy story, fantasy, or confession, or if you just want to share audio of your orgasm, then go ahead and shoot, and shoot me an email at naughtyaudioformen at gmail.com. Per your request, I can disguise your voice to protect your anonymity. And if you do video, I can blur or redact your face. Now, if you want the chance to interact with me and see what really turns me on, then follow me at Audio for Men on X, formerly known as Twitter.com. If you want to chat with other naughty listeners about the episodes you love, then follow me on Reddit. You can find links to all of this and links to more information about Masculine Jason in the show notes. All right, man. So without further ado, we have Mr. Masculine Jason Collins, man. How are you, dude? I am always amazing. You, you know, I'm look. I'm great. This is someone who I've wanted to have on my show for a long time, and it's great to finally have him here. I'm going to try to keep it together because most of you guys cannot see him. Of course, if you um, go to my Patreon, you'll be able to you know see the interview as we talk. It is very. Uh, I'm salivating right now, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. We're not playing today, but but he's got. But there's so many wonderful things that um that I would love to ask him, and he's and he's all game, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, uh, so yeah, so Jason, first of all, how did you know? I normally start with you know how did people how did you grow up and all of these things, and actually before I before I start there, actually I just want to start with saying. I was going to ask you, what are your biggest turn-ons? What thing, what attracts you? And I believe, I think you may have even said it on one of your platforms, if I'm wrong, but it seems like you and I are from this torn from the same cloth. And that for me, and I, and the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because as I was doing some research and I did also some last minute research, going to your Twitter and seeing your, your, um, your, uh, pinned tweet about, you know, retract detractors and how people need to really, I love themselves and know that there's somebody out there for them. That, that kind of stuff, that's, that's what I do. I mean, that's what I do with this podcast. That's what I do in bait spaces. You know, I start and end them with that. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm all about, I like energy. I like being mentally and emotionally stimulated and those things, um, definitely, uh, get me hard. So I guess I'll just say thank you for your message, guys. I'm going to link all of his, I'm going to link his information, uh, in the show notes, but, um, you'll get a chance to go to his Twitter and, and see all these beautiful, juicy, sexy clips, but you also get to see that, you know, the sexiest part about this man, hard to believe just how gorgeous he is, is his mind and his heart. So with that being said, um, I'm going to stop talking. What? So tell me what your things are about that. Not things. Tell me what your 
you know, your attractions. Am I right? Am I wrong? Or tell me how that goes. No, you're absolutely right. Like for me, personality, the way someone carries themselves, their values, their, you know, just the way you see them interact with the world, that is far more attractive to me than any physical attribute. Like I remember when I was very first starting out and um, like I was using the apps back then. Um, but like, I would tell people like, I just want a shirtless picture. I'm not interested in your dick or your ass. Um, oh yeah. We're a lot. Okay. We can say that. Um, yeah. You because the, all of that. <laughs> the thing is for me, like I don't give two shits if someone is someone's dick is an inch or 10 inches. I don't care what their ass looks like. And the only reason I ask for a shirtless picture is not because like, you know, people think, Oh, because, you know, I look a certain way that I'm expecting them to have washboard abs or whatever. I'm like, fuck no, dude. The only thing I want to see a shirtless picture for is I want to see, are you comfortable with your body? That's it. Because confidence, you know, just being comfortable with your body, like that is so sexy to me. I mean, some of my favorite video partners that I have and some of the best sex I've had are with guys that have got, you know, or thickums or they're voluptuous or, you know, they're oh, yeah, really heavy guys. Yeah, we're definitely going to get there. Yeah, because that's, I just, you are very much like me. I think people, and obviously I know you can't see me and, you know, I'm well aware that people would think that, okay, so you must look like Jabba the Hutt or whatever because people can't see you. And that's actually not the case. Um, it really is a more of a professional thing. And of course, all my listeners have different ideas of what Nadia looks and blah, 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 blah. It's like, so, but, but knowing that I have this thing about energy and I'm about everything that you said, um, but to go even further, I just like, can you, some would call it Demi or, or, um, or sapiosexual. sapiosexual. Yeah. Sapiosexual. If you can stimulate me mentally or Demi, if it's your heart, I don't know how I would classify it, but I do know that, um, you know, taking a picture, no offense to you guys out there. I'm sure many of you are my, are my listeners, but taking a selfie or something and, and flexing your muscle, like that one right muscle with your arm, that does, that does nothing for me. Um, it's, it's all about what's inside, um, usually. And so that's why, um, Jason, I'm, I mean, I, you don't understand. I went into this, like, okay, look, naughty, there's no, like, there, there will be no flirtations. There will be no place. To, none of that is going to happen. You are with the, amazing you know jason masculine jason it's just gonna be an interview and then you tell me shit like that and now i'm like sweating so you know so i'm holding it together i'm holding it guys i'm holding it um anyway so i'm glad we got to talk about that first so let's back it up before masculine jason where did you grow up how'd you you know um where'd you grow up if you're comfortable sharing that yeah, no, I uh, I grew up in Denver, um, well, in one of the suburbs outside of Denver. Uh, yeah, my childhood was pretty much hell on earth. Like, mm. take the most fucked up shit, the most fucked up childhood you can imagine, um, and multiply by 100 and you wouldn't even be there. I mean, like, in school, I was constantly bullied, picked on. Mm. made fun of all that good shit and then just a horrific 
abuse, physical and sexual outside of that. Just I'll summarize it to say like child sex trafficking, like that level of uh oh man. So I mean yeah, no, and and like for me, my appearance now is and my size has nothing to do with like, oh, I want to look a certain way to be attractive or anything like that. Like, I give two shits about that, um, you know, because everyone has a type. It's more for me, for myself. It's like a psychological need to be Protection. big enough and strong enough that certain things that will happen will right. never, ever happen again. It's like, I guess, my safety blanket. Like, yeah, if I was 140 armor. pounds. I'd have a fucking nervous breakdown. Yeah, yeah. So. It's your armor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, your protection. I understand that. By the way, everyone, um, before this, you know, I always do like a, a pre-interview, pre-call, and he said nothing was off limits. I'm not going to take advantage of that, even though he said I could do it. But, but um, so, yeah, so, you know, I he's he's in a safe space. All my guests are in a spa- safe space with me. Um, that My next question is usually what was your um first sexual experience like but um i always say though if it's something too traumatic don't you, you no need to share it um because some people I, I will say this though so far my guests even the ones that describe the bad sexual encounters as it, they they surprisingly because they've gotten on, on the other side of it they they actually feel okay sharing that and but that I have no preference. Your comfort is my preference. So, do, you know, we can we can touch on that, or we can, and I think we kind of did, um, or we can just talk about your first pleasurable sexual experience. You know, for me, I'll summarize my childhood by saying that, like a lot of people who were abused grow up and become abusers themselves or you know like they you know enjoy because it's triggering some type of physical you know uh pleasure whatever i have no idea why i still couldn't explain it to you today other than it has to be god or something but like going through that i just I have no idea why I knew this, but I knew that wasn't the way things were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, no, I, I, I just knew that's not the way it was supposed to be. And my first consensual sexual experience was, uh, a woman I worked with and it was in her minivan and it was over way too fucking quickly, <laughs> way too fast. Oh, wow. Like, I so, think I, I lasted probably like 90 seconds. Okay. So I'm a visual person and we are not going visual with the other stuff. But, um, I, by the way, I think it's very, thank you for sharing your, um, your experience because I have listeners, I'm sure, just like you do with your platform. I have listeners from around the world. I can see the metrics, and I know that there are many out there that just 
you know, they all, a lot of them have those experiences and to know that you've come out on the other side of it. Um, and you know, scars and all, you know, that we can't see. Um, and now that you're thriving, I think it, I think it will encourage and inspire some people. I know it will. Cause I've, I've gotten messages from people before that, that we're going through that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and then as far as the consensual, I'm a very visual person. I'm, if you're comfortable, cause he was smiling when he told this story, I, I would like to, you know, if you can be a little bit more like visual, like what happened, how it happened, who this lady was, anything like, how old were you? Oh, how God. old was she? This shit was so fucking inappropriate. Like given the time I was 18, I think she was like 39 or 40. She was my okay. boss actually. That's kind of hot actually to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you're of age. I mean, you know, that's kind of hot. Yeah. So I can't remember exactly how it happened. I think like she gave me a ride home or something. So I was sitting in the, the, passenger's seat she was sitting in the driver's seat and camera what she said she's like by the way i think you're really hot and i was like really because like my self-worth and just everything was non-existent like shit was subterranean back then well, what like, did I you remember, look like back then though like oh god like, you i mean buffing up or still fuck small? no I was, I was still small. I was like 140, 150 pounds stops. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember at the time, I remember just like being out in public and looking around and I was convinced that every single guy on planet earth was better looking than me. Mm. Like I is impossible to like overstate how like i had no self-confidence no self-worth no just and i was like oh my god do you think i'm attractive and like one thing led to another so we started kissing and then she like pulled my hand and put my hand between her legs and like oh my god my eyes lit up i was like oh what the fuck so this is your first time touching a pussy right yes i mean it was just like oh my god this is what heaven's like right (laughs) and uh one thing led to another and like of course you know i'm fucking 18 so the fucking wind blows i'm like raging hard on um (laughs) not so much anymore but uh so yeah like one thing led to another and like i'm inside of her and like i remember that first feeling of going you know, inside her pussy. And I was just like, holy fuck. My God, I think I lasted probably 60, 90 seconds. Like it was over way too fast. You're not quite ready for it. And you just like, fuck. And I remember like afterwards I was on cloud and I was like, oh my God, that was the most like amazing experience ever. And yeah. Did she give you the, oh, poor baby. Or did she not even have to do that? Because you seem like you were having a, you were just in bliss. So she didn't have to console you, right? No, no, no. She didn't. I, I think she could tell. Like, right. old, yeah, no. Women can tell when it's the guy's first time, especially oh, a woman sure. that old. Yeah. For so sure, I, I yeah. think for her, it, you know, because there's this like notion that ideas have that, like, the guys have this, like, oh, it's a notch in the belt thing. That same thing can be said for a lot of women, too. Right. And I think oh, yeah. I was like a notch in her belt. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so and let's let's talk about. It. Would you define yourself if you had to define your sexuality or your, your sexual orientation? Would you define it as pan? Because that's what it seems to look like. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I've always just said sexual. Like it really just comes right. down to the person and the energy. And going back to your original question. Probably the biggest thing that influences my attraction to someone is like their energy. Is it someone who's like really positive and happy and optimistic? And, you know, they're talking about the future and like, they're just fun to be around. You know, they're, they're happy. They're Mm. full life. That is probably the single most attractive trait someone can have. If someone's like, woe is me, Debbie Downer, all my life. So I That'll kill my attraction just as fast as someone who has like a massive ego. Are so, you ever anywhere near the near the East Coast or the South East? Just anywhere? Like, do you ever like you know just travel? I'm just curious, just curious. I actually fucking despise traveling. Like when Dorothy said, "There's no place like home." Like I am the embodiment of that. There's literally no place like home like if i go somewhere on vacation it's always somewhere like tropical and i have to go for at least 10 days so it's worth it i can barely tolerate traveling for that there's only like two studios that i'll travel for anymore other than that i'm like fuck this jason may i call you jason (laughs) yeah listen to me (laughs) you have to somehow like muster up like i don't know what has to happen but (laughs) no because i'm telling you that energy that kind of energy is like that is my damn thing and right unfortunately right now i'm I'm, i was in atlanta and i'm i'm in the boonies of of mississippi right now i've been here for a minute but um but you know i look i meet halfway and by the way take this as a compliment because i don't care whether somebody's a porn star or somebody's anonymous I don't usually even offer like I don't even like get into the whole oh maybe you can see me or whatever but I'm just like fuck man the energy is just crazy okay back to interview mode back to being a professional so so then okay tell me your your first sexual experience with a guy that was consensual oh god fuck okay like one of the the side effects of my um one of my coping mechanisms for my childhood is like I taught myself how to forget the unfortunate side effect of that is my memory is like absolute shit. So when it comes to time frames, like if you ask me anything happened during 2018, I couldn't fucking tell you. Hmm. But I can't remember this with a guy, and this is probably gonna uh go over in 20 or other questions you'll probably ask um i can't remember where the fuck we met but he was like uh very like effeminate kind of latin guy and i remember being in his car and i remember going down on him until he came in my mouth and i was like oh my god what the fuck like, okay that was hot so let's so let's and get then, into this all right like I always ask, like, imagine you may not be able to remember, you know, they always say you can't remember it. You may not remember the way what somebody said you, but you'll remember the way they made you feel. So, so I'm wondering 
What was it like to have, finally, you have a man's penis in your mouth. You have a fucking flesh of a man in your mouth for the first time. I mean, you can't forget that and what that felt like for you. Like, what, how exciting that was. I mean, even before the cum. Okay, so I need to make a, a slight detour before I answer the question. Because, like, in my content, I don't perform oral. Um, uh-huh. And... The reason why, but I did in this particular situation, I do in some of my videos. So for me, I think, wait, hold on, before you say what you said, I just inserted my foot in my mouth and I'm probably going to edit this out. I mean, because you had a whole life before your consensual sex. And I just, I totally forgot about that. And I just assumed when I said the first time having a man in your mouth. So I, I apologize. Okay. Oh, no, you can ask me whatever you want. Um, so my thing is like, if because of my childhood, if, if I perceive, if my subconscious perceives someone as like a masculine man, I can't bottom for them and I can't perform oral on them because I would be scared to death of like blacking out and then just have PTSD reacting. Right. Um, however, if it's like a trans woman or like a guy who's very, very slender and more effeminate, then my subconscious doesn't view them as a threat. Does that make right. sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm with the guy and I'm able to do that, Oh yeah, I fucking love it. It's I'm probably fucking terrible at it to be honest, just because it's so rare that I do it, but it's no, it's, I don't know. It's like, you're talking about going down on him, right? Is what you yeah, yeah. Going down on a guy. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I think the biggest thing is like, cause, cause with the pussy, like you can feel the contractions and stuff. But when you're going down on a guy, like you can feel as it's getting harder and harder. Yeah. You can feel all the veins, you know, pressing out. You can feel Mm. like when his cock is pulsating and it's about to come and the fucking taste to come is like, Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, but you, well, you just described that whole thing. Just like, yeah, it's amazing. That whole experience of getting ready and yeah 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 cool cool so let's see here where do i go from here because there's so much like i like i'm so much more organized normally but you have such a you know multifaceted interesting life um and i'm trying to not make this interview run over too much if it does it's fine i know it's going to run over probably um an hour but i'm going to try to get everything in there so the next thing i want to ask is normally i would ask okay tell me um, about the first time. And this is one thing I've never had a guest that has had so many different experiences with, with different genders and different things. So it's kind of hard. So it, it felt very weird for me to say the first time with a guy, well, it could have been the first, you know what I mean? Like there's so many, like it just seems so, so simple and so narrow to ask you, but I guess I would say, um, what was your, just tell me about your favorite off camera sexual experience that you have ever had. And, oh, wait, no, no, no. Before we go into that, we talked about bo- bottoming beforehand, and I know that you don't bottom on camera, and I understand why you would not want to bottom, like you said, for anyone that's that's your size or larger. Or that's what, 
describe if you well, can. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, bottoming like for a, a woman with like a strap on or a trans woman. Oh, I'll fucking do that all day long. Sure, sure. Well, within reason. Right, 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 right. So, so, but like, um, with a tell tell me about the first time consensually that you can remember that you enjoyed where you where you the first time you bottomed and i've already prefaced him guys on you know my fascination and and the different kinds of uh responses i hear descriptions so like whether it's with with if it was with a dude or with a chick you know and i say chick mean you know cis or trans tell me about that experience the sensation what it felt like everything and were you prepared? <laughs> uh, first time I bottomed was actually with one of my boyfriends, and one of them at the same time. <laughs> what? Like you had multiple boyfriends at the same time? No, 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 no. Like, uh, no. I've I've always been more of like the monogamous type. Um, wow. But yeah, no, it was with uh, one of my ex-boyfriends and I can't remember how it came about because like, I mean, this dude was, I mean, to give you an idea, he was maybe five, three hundred and twenty pounds. Like you could tell this motherfucker is gay from like a mile away, <laughs> like super effeminate Asian. And like, I can't remember. I was like, yeah, you know. Uh, no, I I think he was like, I want to fuck you. And I'm like, okay, I know shit about cleaning out or anything <laughs> like that. Thank God I happen to be clean just by you know, <laughs> sheer coincidence. But like, I've never, that's one thing like I, I've never understood is guys who are size queens. I'm not like trying to insult anyone who is, but like this particular ex was like, maybe four inches on a good day and it mm. felt fucking amazing like okay i mean i can take a dildo that's fucking 18 inches long no problem and his four inch cock felt phenomenal but like so it's, no, so it, okay go ahead i'm sorry it just it it i don't know it it it's completely different bottoming than topping. Like it's just that I, I think for me, like I is assuming I don't view the other person as a threat and assuming I trust them. Oh, it's, it's almost like you're just letting go and it, right. You're, I guess, surrendering if you will. Um, yeah. I was about to say that, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain, even if you're like, and I, I mean, a certain alphas are just alphas, but you know, when you hear like celebrities, I hear like this, I've heard Rihanna, I've heard different people talk about how like they spend so much time being the boss in so many different areas and being in control that it it's such a release and such a relief that if you trust the person, you can literally like relinquish that control, knowing that you're taken care of and just let yourself feel, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that's unspoken is like, I've heard so many fucking horror stories and I've been on studio shoots where, 
my co-stars will talk about their previous partner, you know, who just like thinks you can spit on it and ram it in. And it's just like, fuck no, dude. Like people don't, I think in order for a bottom to truly be relaxed and like, I mean, I told you I've had girlfriends who put fucking 18 inch dildos up my ass and I can take it with no problem. And I think the reason why I'm able to take it with no problem is because I trust them to go dead slow. So like for me, when I'm topping, like I'll almost always have my partner start on top and I'm like, go as slow as you need. Like there is no rush at all. Like, I don't care if this takes 30 minutes, take your time, go at your pace when you're comfortable, then we'll, you know, cause I, I think a lot of bottoms, like I can tell you right now, if like, I was like, Oh my God, I'll bottom for you. And I didn't trust you to not rammed in. Oh, I'd be tighter and fucking shit. And it wouldn't be enjoyable for either one of us. Mm -hmm. So now that we, so, okay. So now, you know what I said? Like, I want to know, like, sensory because i think also a lot of size queens they seem to like i guess just like women i guess a lot of them like being stretched in fact i yeah. gotta, um i told you what my play times were i told you i do different ones and there's one that i'm editing right now with a man um sick named coop 62 years old he's married just found out uh or discovered that he was by and um i interviewed him twice he um finally you know kind of told his wife um, cause he actually wanted to be more monogamous, but a lot is going, it's an inter- very interesting inter- interview. He got a hotel, we had a play time and he, um, and we had such a fun time. And as we were doing it, he, um, put these dill, like this, you know, huge, huge nine and a half dill, dildo in his ass. And of course, you know, that became my dick for him. And so he was, was like, how do you feel? He's like, oh, so warm and full. So something about that for a lot of people, I'm like, well, not to be graphic, but then do you get turned on taking a, sh-, you know, I mean, like, you know, cause I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it can feel like the same, same kind of thing. Um, but for you, since it's not really, since you can, you know, totally get off with the four inches, I'm guessing this is also like a, um, a prostate possibly stimulation kind of thing. So just kind of walk us through, what is the like sensations that you're feeling when it's happening to you? And then, and segue into what is your favorite, what, what really that euphoric, your favorite kind of position or whatever really get you there. So it's two questions really. Okay. So for me, sexually, I feel like I've always been more like your average woman as opposed to your average guy going back to to what you said about sapiosexuals because you know most guys like if you touch your dick they're like hot and ready to go and for me if i'm not attracted to you like as a person if i'm not like if i'm not feeling that connection that energy like if i don't respect you as a person you could fucking suck my dick for three hours and it ain't doing a damn thing right um so to answer your question about like the size queen thing, I think for me, the reason why I can enjoy someone, even if they're like four inches or five inches, is it's that feeling of having like all of you inside me. It's that, it's that feeling of, 
I guess, surrendering, like the idea that every inch of you is inside me. It's that. And then like feeling you come inside me. It's like feeling that like, I don't, fuck. It's an intimate. It's like almost like your life force, your intimacy, your. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Your essence, your seed, your like you, we are one. We have bonded. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, uh, what was the second part of the question? Well, the, the the second part was um, like what you, I guess, any favorite like position, but really for me, the, I still wanted to kind of get to like the sensory part of it. Like, like I said, you know, people sometimes shaking or, 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 um, um, or what's it called? Um, tingling or their body gets warmer or everything concentrates in one area. So that's what I was curious. Okay. About. All right. All but right. I still like, but I still so, like the answer that you just gave me though. So, okay, I didn't, I had no fucking idea I did this shit. Um, and I actually first learned that I did it when I started doing porn because I had people mentioning it to me. I was like, fuck, no, I don't. So I went and watched one of my videos. I was like, oh, shit, I do. But when I'm super, super turned on, I'll like wiggle my toes like this. And if I get like insanely fucking turned on out of my mind, like my legs will sometimes shake like, uh, that and like favorite position would be at the edge of the bed on my back if i'm bottoming like it's just that feeling of taking someone inside of you it's like feeling them go inside originally and then you know just feeling them go deeper and deeper and then you get that feeling of like they're all the way inside me regardless of how big or small they are um yeah, I just really like, and uh, for me, if I'm bottoming, like I really just focus on my breathing. And for me, that's my favorite position. If I'm bottoming, my favorite position when I top, like if it was up to me, I'd only have sex missionary for the rest oh, of my see, life. I don't need this is what I'm else. talking about. Like, oh my God, we are spirit. I hope that you are. You, okay, yeah, you may not be able to see me, but I'm hope that you are feeling this connection. Like we're 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 kindred here. Like that is my favorite, my favorite. Yeah. And you know, and w- the one thing I like, and I'll just you know, you can tell me to shut up, but I like when there's within missionary whether you're fucking really hard like jackhammering or whether you're just having passionate sweet love making that eye contact and that intensity of that, um, especially like you know when it's really gritty and like our foreheads are together and like you know because you know i've had some real the foreheads are together and we're staring at each other's eyes and when we come or we don't even close our eyes when we come we're like like staring to each other's soul and we're coming and it's just like the sweat everything is is just everything for me you know yeah no for me absolutely like i'm always going to heavily favor any position that I can see my partner's face because there's that connection, there's that bond, there's that trust, there's that intimacy, there's all those things. Like if I never had to have sex and doggy again for the rest of my life, I'd be fucking ecstatic. <laughs> but unfortunately, lots of my fans like to see doggy. So, you know, I'm more than happy to do it. But like for me in my private life, it's missionary, missionary, missionary. Those are your three choices. So take your pick but like it's just yeah no i i want to see my partner's face i want to 
you know, if I'm like all the way forward and like your head's right here, like I want to be able to hear your breathing and something else for me. And this is, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'd call it a fetish, but like, it, I don't know. It's like bordering on a fetish, but I have a thing for stomachs. I can't explain it. I don't know why, but like the stomach is like one of the sexiest parts of someone's body to me. Actually, no, it is the sexiest behind their face. The face is obviously number one. And like, I'm always kind of hesitant or shy to tell people that. Cause again, you go back to the original question. Like when I tell people like, Oh, I have a thing for stomachs. It's like, they think like, oh, that means you got to have abs or you got to be a certain person. I'm like, what? I just said that like stomachs, motherfucker. I didn't say you had to have like a certain percent of body fat. But like for me, if I'm like, yeah, if I'm like fucking someone in missionary and I'm more up, like my hands are extended like this, like anyone I'm with will tell you like half the time I'm staring down at their stomach. I don't know. I guess the best way I know how to articulate it is like when I look at someone's stomach, just picture your stereotypical straight guy seeing a pair of tits. It's the same response for me. That is so <laughs> unique. Like at first I thought you were going to say like, because like if you're with someone like, you know, Will Angel, which we will talk about him later or, or anybody like, because you can a lot of times feel their stomach as you're fucking like missionary. I thought that's what you were going to say. Like there was a closest or whatever, but you just like even looking at the damn thing. That's, that's just yeah. looking. Wow. And you know, I have no idea where it comes from, huh? I don't know. Like I was interviewing, fuck, I can't remember. I was interviewing someone for uh, my YouTube channel the other day and I never put two and two together but he was talking about how, like, because for me, I've always had, like, I guess an underwear fetish. Like, like, I've never really been into latex or leather or any of that shit. Like, male, female, as long as they have sexy underwear on, I'm like, oh, like zero to 100 in half a second flat. That's all it takes. And he was talking about how he used to jerk off to, like, the JC, the underwear section of JC Penny yeah, catalog. Yeah. And I was like, uh-huh fuck dude i was like i used to do the same shit with the the fucking sears catalog and i would bet you dollars of donuts that's where it originated so yeah and and i and i think just you know because back then i didn't have there's no fucking internet there's no you know if you're lucky you could get a playboy you know your grandpa left out but that was rare um so i i think like just staring at all those underwear and the stomach's right there. I, that's my best guess. But no, just looking at it, that's all it takes. I don't have to touch it. I mean, I love touching a stomach, but just looking at it does it for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just go there. Any other any other fetishes or kings that you really like? Because I'll tell you, I have, I'm like when you were talking about your toes curling, like I was I was immediately thinking like, okay, well, if I were. By the way, I will be as I will be as tiny and, you know, and girl, I will, I will do whatever you need to make you, to make you feel like, okay, it's not a threat so that I could get inside you and then like have your toes like curled in my mouth. Like I love feet. I love the masculine. I don't like them nasty, but I love the masculine, like feeling that and like, then having your toes in my mouth. Anyway, I I digress. So what about you? (laughs) 
Yeah. No, I don't. Or kinks, anything. Like, kissing is insanely, insanely important to me. Like, anyone who watches, like, any of my content, like, I always kiss and make out with my partners. Um, There's only, like, one or two exceptions, but that's just because the person I'm shooting with has, like, that limit with, you know, their husband. So I respect that. I get that. No, kissing is super, super important. It's probably, like, my favorite form of uh, foreplay. Interesting. But wait, so what I think I hear what you're saying is I need to come to you. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You said interesting what I was Um, saying. Go ahead. Interesting you're saying that. I couldn't explain why. Like, I don't have a foot fetish or anything like that. Like, they're just feet. And apparently, I have really nice feet. I don't know. Like, or flip flops. I get compliments from like women all the time. I'm like, can you stop, please? Sir, now you're just now you're just being mean. Now no, they're just, like they're like, like oh, where'd me. you get your pedicure? I'm like, I literally do nothing. I turn my toenails, but no, I've gotten comments on my feet my entire life. But the thing I couldn't tell you why is if because in a lot of my videos, like some of my video partners will massage me beforehand, and like getting massaged really really puts me in the mood but if someone gives me a foot massage for whatever reason that like really gets my juices flowing and i come like fucking two three times as much just rub my feet for 10 minutes prior and you're getting fucking pregnant (laughs) jason i know that jason i know that I, i i know i sound really thirsty and i i don't give a shit i just i know that like I get it, and I knew that this was just going to be an interview, and it and it will be just an interview. But I don't think you understand. <laughs> That's like there's okay. Am I being creepy? If I'm being creepy, please tell me. I I'm, no, I just really I, I really admire I admire you more so than ever now, and it's just insane and actually kind of weird just how much we have in common when it comes to these things. It, it's a rarity. So I so I say this out of admiration and respect for you. So. Um, okay. I'm still going to categorize bellies though, as, as the fetish or sorry, not belly stomachs. Um, let's talk about your belly MMA. Stomachs like, what, like, when, when did you get an MMA? Um, why I can, I can make a guess as to why, um, you know, cause when you're talking about the protection and the armor, you know, it could be that, or it could be something completely different. When'd you get into it and why? And tell me about that. Yeah, no, Connor McGregor actually, I remember one time I was on YouTube and uh, I was watching, you know, how you can go down the YouTube rabbit holes or whatever. And I usually watch like bodybuilding, like inspirational, motivational type videos. And a video popped up and it was like a Conor uh, McGregor tribute video. And that was like the beginning of the end. And, uh, yeah, no, so I, and then I sat down, I watched his documentary, Notorious, and I was like, fuck, like, I really want to do that. That looks like a ton of fun. And uh, at my gym, there's this trainer there. I call him Mr. Miyagi because uh, mm-hmm. he literally is like an old man. He's fucking Asian and he's tiny. He looks just like Mr. Miyagi. Uh. And, uh, 
like he had trained me how to do like posing and stuff for bodybuilding in the past. But like, I knew he had done MMA cause he's got like the blown out cauliflower ears. Oh, well, I was about to say, of- thank God you got out before you got the cauliflower ear. But, uh. <laughs> and uh, I asked him, I was like, you know, are you still, you know, coaching people? And he's like, yeah. And like, so, you know, he started coaching me and like, here's his fucking old ass little tiny fucking Asian dude. They can put me on my ass so fucking fast. It's not even funny. And it was a very like humbling experience. And, you know, I I get why for most people, if, if that happened to them, they'd be like, fuck this. I don't want to do this, you know, because they're not good at it. But like for me, I love that. I enjoyed the challenge of it. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. Like, this is humbling. I like it. And it was it was basically like a new, it was a, a new challenge. And I'm just the type of person that I always have to have like a goal. I always have to have something that I'm, I'm working towards it. I, sure. I just, I need to have a mission. If that right. makes sense. Absolutely, I, like, yeah. you know, you get people all the time and post, Oh, I'm so bored. I have no idea what the fuck boredom is. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm going instantly and I'm going until the moment I go to sleep. So I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I meant what I said, like, it's amazing that you don't have like any cauliflower ear. Um, so how long did you do it? Uh, I'm still doing it actually. I just, oh. uh, <laughs> thank God I don't bruise easily. Like, right. I mean, it takes, I don't think I bruise at all because there have been a few times where I've gotten the hell beat out of me and like broken ribs and all kinds of shit, but like I won't bruise at all. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be shooting <laughs> videos like bruises all over my body. But yeah, yeah like there's no. a market for that too, I'm sure. <laughs> so, dude, I guarantee um, it. I guarantee it. So, let's talk about your porn career, man. I mean, like, okay. D- Obviously, you like having sex, and obviously, over time, since that first encounter with that female, you've got you got good at it. And so, let me just ask you this: so the trauma and all that stuff from from before, did you block that out? Because otherwise, how did you find a way to be able to do all of what you do sexually? You know, hmm. well, it's one I of those guess things where it's like I, I reclaimed it in a different way. Okay. Um... This is going to be a long-winded answer, but the first question is like, and I've done numerous videos on this on my YouTube channel, but like, I used to be really, really fucked up sexually, like really fucked up. Like I was the polar opposite of what you see now, like Mm -hmm. very cold and detached, like no feeling, no emotion, no anything. And I'm very, very lucky that I've literally never had a toxic relationship. Not one. I've never had a bad breakup. I mean, I have had the most amazing, phenomenal partners on planet Earth. Like, I've been beyond blessed in that regard. And I dealt with my childhood through sex. Um, and processed it because 
like in BDSM, there's a way to relive traumatic experiences and rewrite them. Um, like I remember I understood that. And if anybody is a listener and they've gone through that, please, um, you know, email me naughty at gmail gmail.com or DM me. Cause I've, I find it incredibly fascinating and completely foreign to me, but go ahead, Jason. So, okay. I'll give you an example. This is pretty fucking dark. Um, but like, okay. Uh, uh, this is going to be very long winded. So well, are you, are I, you I, okay I, with that or are you, you yeah, being, no, it's uh, fine. Bro. So I call it the sex demon. And what I'm talking about when I say the sex demon is like when you're fucking horny and you're super worked up and you will say and do things you would normally never say or do when you're in a sober state of mind. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So you get like horny and you're like, Oh yeah, I want you to so one time with one of my exes and she was like very, very experienced with BDSM and I was playing the more submissive role at the time. And, you know, it was a very, very verbal, um, encounter and, you know, I would push it a little further than she would go along. Now I push it a little further and she would go along. And, you know, like when I was possessed by the sex demon during this, you know, I was saying things like, oh, my God, promise me, you know, you'll just find like 20 guys to rape me. And like, I mean, it went real dark, like mm. really, really fucking dark. Mm. And like, you know, she just kept going along with it and she knew exactly how to navigate all that. And I remember like, you know, after you know, I came and we finished and, you know, that's where I, you know, uh, I learned the importance of aftercare from her and she was just holding me as tight as she could, like around my head. And I remember after it was over, she was just like, Jesus, fuck. She's like, what the fuck happened to you? I mean, she was just like, her jaw was on the floor, like at how dark this shit went. And basically it's a way of like reliving those experiences, but you're rewriting history and you're rewriting the ending of it. And it allows you to like process and, you know, deal with and, you know, cope with that. And, uh, so, so I didn't, I mean, and I don't mean to make this the large part of the interview, but I'm just curious. So you did go through that rewriting. So how is it, if this, if there's things, bad things that happen to you and then you're going through your, your, how is it that you're, what, what did you rewrite? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like what was the, the ending part? Okay. So the ending, even though you went through all of that, you were reliving all those terrible things, somehow the ending of it, of the aftercare or, or what, or did you like, and at the end, as soon as I come, I'm kill you all. I mean, like what, how did no, you, no, no. It? so, so it's like you're reliving the experiencing it the experience but you're reliving it with someone that you implicitly trust so it's like okay. you're reliving it but it's in a safe space and then when it ends like the other person's holding you and it's again you're safe and you're like okay right. you know i i made it through that i survived it it's not yeah i know a better <laughs> question 
the, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think the better question for me is that how do you how do you get aroused or stay aroused knowing that the first time it happened or when it did happen, it was not a pleasurable experience. For me, it's that because, like I told you, I used to be really fucked up sexually. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was younger, like doggy was my favorite position. I didn't want to see my partner's face. Right, like right. it was very blatantly obvious. Like I'd been through some fucked up shit, and right. because of my partners, I was able to learn what love was. I was able to learn about connection and find intimacy and because none of my childhood included any there was no intimacy there was no love there it was very cold and detached and frankly like pure evil um so going through those experiences with my partners and whatnot um i i i learned the importance of connection and intimacy and all those things and like for me the idea of just um because i also did like escorting before i did porn and it's just like if i were just walk into a hotel room and they're like oh I want you to just come over here and fuck me. I'm just like, like, no dude, that just like, there has to be that intimacy. There has to be that connection. There has to be, right. you know, I got to respect you as a person. I just, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally understand. Um, one thing I wanted to say, and I was going to say this at the top of the, uh, our, uh, actually, no, I'll say it. I'll, I'll save it to the end. But no, that, that I totally understand what you're saying. Um, so now that we're living in the light, um, well, let me see. I need to look at my question. Oh, you'd also ask about porn. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what got you into it? We can start there, yeah. So, <laughs> um, funny story. So I was uh prior to doing all this i was actually a professional gamer despite my parents i actually played video games like for a living that's not surprising to me these days (laughs) and the stress of it was literally killing me because basically just imagine yourself in a flight or fight you know state of mind for 12 hours a day and it was just doing a number on my health and my ex-girlfriend who was my boyfriend when we dated and then she transitioned. So she was the guy and we were together, but my ex-girlfriend, she um, had suggested escorting and I was like, Oh, okay. And she basically gave me a crash course in it. And I was doing that for a while. And then one day, Jesse Dubai uh, reached out to me and she was like, Oh, I'll, I'll pay you to, to do a scene with me. And if I'm being completely honest, like I just want to have sex with her because I fucking jerked <laughs> off her plenty of times. So I was like, sure. And so like, we're going through, we're shooting this video and the entrepreneurial side of my brain started kicking in. And I was like, 
Because the problem with escorting is if you're not working, you're not making any money. Right. So, you know, if you get sick, if you get to an STD, if you go on vacation, your income zero. Right. And, and that was always the biggest complaint about it. And, you know, I saw the potential of it for porn. So I told Jesse, I was like, you know, I, I really like what you're doing this, you know, this fun. I was like, how about this? How about you don't pay me, but you teach me how to do what you do instead. And she was like, uh-huh. sure. And then God fuck. And then the very next day I went out and spent like $18,000 on uh, like a top of the line MacBook pro. I bought, you know, 4k camcorders, professional lighting, like all the, everything, anything like she gave me a shopping list. So, I mean, I went and dumped 18 grand into it. So it was, I was going, you know, in head first and, you know, at the beginning it sucked because, you know, I was Joe blow nobody. So finding people to shoot with was like, who the fuck are you? You know, I had no credibility, no anything. And it's like, you know, whenever someone you know, ask me if I'm interested in shooting with them. I personally don't give a shit how many followers they have. As long as, you know, they've got videos up on their Twitter, I'm more than happy to shoot with them just because I remember what it was like for me starting out. Like, I remember when I first got to 2000 followers, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of it. I never forgot what that felt like. That was like 2000 followers. It was like nothing compared to where I'm at now, but I've never forgotten what that was like at the beginning. And yeah. Cool. So how, how would you describe your brand? of porn like the kind of porn that you do because it's obvious it's very distinct from from what other people do to me um based on the variety i mean it truly is like a variety of of partners and it's done very i don't know they used to say this in the straight world is is gonzo <laughs> very amateur it like it looks it's it looks very real and very intimate but i don't know if you had a way to describe yours that is because i mean it's different and it's still, and it's, which makes it even harder to be honest. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people call me Mr. Inclusive. And I, I think that's an accurate description because I would say the vast majority, and I'm sure you've noticed this, of performers shoot only with their clone or they only shoot with other muscular guys or only with other young guys or whatever. Whereas I shoot with everyone. Like I don't care what you look like. I guarantee I've shot with multiple people who look just like you, you know, for your listeners, for anybody. And I think it makes my content a lot more relatable, you know, because people are like, wow, I could actually see myself with him. And that's the biggest thing though. Like you just said, it's very, genuine because a lot of content is focused on like you said gonzo it's more about like the close-up shots and like you know it's almost like a studio porn as far as like it's mechanical whereas mine it's not it's just like we turn on all the cameras like i run six cameras so you know to get the best possible angles but then we just have sex the way we naturally would 
we're not stopping to adjust cameras. We're not, you know, stopping for any reason. So what you're seeing is real. It's authentic. You're seeing every single ace, ray, or race, race age. age, body type, gender, like, yeah, yeah everything. Like, yeah, and I can't think of I... one single group that's not represented in my content. Well, one of the reasons I know it's genuine is because people would say that it has to be because there's no way that you can have that kind of sex with so many different kinds of people and not be into it. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like if your brand were just about, oh, like, you know, having sex with your clone or whatever and that, then that would be all you see. And it would, you know, with you and the people that you're with, it's just like, it's clear that you're doing it because you want to, because, you know, their aesthetic may not work for every you know, work for, for other, other, um, people. And this is what I mean when I talk about niche, like there was this, I was in this one Twitter space, uh, where like it was, um, do you know boys to breed? Sounds really familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool guy. Um, he has a big brand. And so we were having this discussion. He has, you know, has a lot of OnlyFans content creators and he has some different people that, and I was, you know, they said, well, what do you, how do you stand out? How do you, whatever, in the beginning. And I was basically saying, well, you know, for me, I think, you know, you find a niche and people just kept like, kind of, they took it a different way. And so I kept trying to say, it's like, it doesn't mean you have to have circus sex or anything like that. I'm saying like, find a lane that works for you. That is unique. It doesn't even have to be like pissing or it doesn't have to be anything like out there. It's a lane and your lane. And I think, and you know, they were talking about being pigeonholed. I'm like, well, you are to me you are a niche but your niche is one of those niches that is so inclusive it's like it really is mainstream now because Mm. that whole carbon copy thing is going out if it's not already out you know people that i think these days care a lot more about genuine connection rather than to looking beautiful i mean that's still going to be there that's still a big thing and it's still a big part of it but you know i don't know if that will go away but i mean what you do is and that's that's all i meant by niche you know what i mean yeah, no, no, I, I totally get what you mean. I mean, it's just, for me, I want to show that anyone can be sexy, that there's not a cookie. Like, one message I promote all the time is this, you know, people got this idea of like, oh, well, if I just look like this, I'm like, motherfucker, do you have any idea how many people don't find me attractive? And guess what? That's perfectly okay. You know, I always tell people, like, imagine if you were in charge of serving food at a wedding for 200 people. No matter what you pick, somebody's going to be pissed off. In fact, many people are going to be pissed off. So you can never please everybody. Right. Like, I don't care what you look like. Someone out there is going to look at you and be like, oh, my God, you're so fucked up. We have, you know? Know, I, right. But in, you know, I, to, to form the other side of it, it's kind of like, yeah, there is someone out there who finds me attractive. I just don't necessarily find them attractive and that, you know, and, and, and the people that look like you, um, that would might be into someone like when I say me, I mean them, they think, well, that's few and far between, but still your message is one that I, I truly believe in. I truly believe that there are so many different Jasons out there, all unique in their own way, but that will look at these people and accept them for who they are and find them freaking hot. I'm one, you know, I'm one of them. I mean, I don't look exactly like you, but I'm one of those people where it's like, Hey, you know, bring your energy. Like there could be somebody who's not the, like the, um, it's not the hottest looking person in the room, 
or, or most commercially beautiful, but just they can just do something sexually or something with their mouth or any anything that I'm just like, oh my god, you know, or whatever. It, but yeah, a conversation like you know is off the, yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 rambling, but I I no, I mean, do it. and we're so much it, alike in that respect. It needs to be said though, and for the people listening, the biggest thing that I can say is don't write someone off because of the way they look. Because I I remember I was having this conversation with someone on Twitter the other day. I was like, look at me. Do I look like I would date a guy who is like 5'3", insanely effeminate, obviously gay? Fuck no, I don't look like that. I look like some fucking hardcore fucking neo-Nazi who probably broke out of prison yesterday. Like, <laughs> but that's the polar opposite of me. And I feel like a lot of people hamstring themselves because they will see a guy, you know, who they think is attractive, but then they think to themselves, Oh, there's no way he's going to be into me. And there's no way he'll find me attractive. Like, dude, you haven't even fucking talked to him. Like he could literally be the opposite of everything you're picturing in your head. You see what I mean? Yeah. 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 And I think, and if we're really, if we expand our thinking and this is not, this is for the people who don't see the non-commercially in quotes, you know, people as as, uh, beautiful people as beautiful, they, it's really, the task is really on them to really change their thinking because they, because they're missing out on so many people with so many different, wonderful qualities that don't fit in a box, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, so just m- moving on as I, uh, as we get closer to the end, you know, you brought up the fact of what you look like. And one of the questions I was curious about and what I love is you, you have been at, at least at some point, however often around other guys that look macho and masculine like you, um, even if it's just by coincidence, I don't know what your social circle is, but I'm sure that there has, there have been times in your life when you're around guys that look like you or somewhere like you. And I just wonder, or we're at least bros. And I just wonder, have you ever had a situation where any of them were in the closet and they like, you know, they weren't out. And so they kind of propositioned you. And, and I'm asking because I think a lot of people have that kind of fantasy of wondering, like, what is that really like when there's an actual like dude that, you know, comes on to another dude or like, you know, does it so like low key, like, have you ever had that? situation this will have answer your question it goes back to something you said earlier um and i'll never i wouldn't even disclose who to my fiance but the number of quote-unquote ultra doms who have approached me like if you look at their Twitter feed or their Instagram feed, they're like ultra alpha macho Dom cash master. Like you would just think this person is like super Dom, super in control all the time. And when they DM me, it's, Hey, you know, I really want to, you know, be submissive. I want to do the blah, 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 blah. I've had, men and women who fall into that category who dm me on social media it's unreal and like a lot of people have this notion in their head that like oh my god i want my partner to be this 
you know, ultra alpha dom, like all the time. It's like, no dude, there's like you said with the Rihanna thing, like there's gotta be a counterbalance to that. And it's like, yeah, even if like, let's say you are dating someone who's a quote unquote dom, if you're not giving them that counterbalance, someone else is. Mm. And you know, God, somebody's busting their balls, literally some, some other place. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, these people and the reason they come to me is because they can't go to their partner. They can't go to anyone, you know, within their social circle because they know, you know, that word's going to spread like wildfire or like, Oh my God, my partner's going to think less of me or, you know, all these types of things like, you know, or a lot of guys won't, you know, bottom because it'll kill their brand because oh my god then i'm going to be viewed as you know a submissive or whatever else and and that's why i have so much respect for will daddy will angel i have so much respect for him because that you know um i haven't really had much conversation with him but we dm'd a couple times and you know it and i know he posted about the fact that look i know i'm this daddy and i know people only want to see me as such but you know i got to be true to me and what i like and you know every every now and then i'm gonna bottom you know enter enter masculine jason but yeah but yeah i was gonna say the first time he ever bottomed was with me on camera yeah yeah you know i actually i I really want to interview him um because i find that i'm a very I'm, I can, if, if someone really lets go my, my imagination and my, like what I bring to the table, like even just as a voice, I have found it's amazing how many minds that I can, I don't like saying fuck mind fuck because I think that belittles yeah, what it I, is I, that I, I do, but, and I think he and I are also similar in that respect. And I find that I have used some of the same language or spoken in the same way that he has during sex. And I just, I just want to, you know, give him his flowers and just say, Hey man, you know, you are a pioneer. Um, so, you know, so I don't know. So if at the end of this, you, at the end of this, you're, you're pleased with me and whatever, you know, definitely would love it if you put in a good word, but, um, yeah, no, I could do that. But, um, okay. You want, you grew up watching straight porn, right? (sighs) I mean, as like a kid, the only thing I had, well, I mean, as, as a kid, I mean, catalog like, first know. and then yeah, yeah, I mean, my grandpa's playboys. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I should say at a certain point in your life, you watched a lot of street porn. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, I, I would say I don't know. Uh, I mean, now I would say it's a mix of gay, straight and trans. It yeah. really Ooh. just kind of, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, do you ever sit on like okay you get like that tingle in your dick you're like oh i got some free time let's masturbate then you go to Pornhub or wherever right and you just like look for the perfect video like there's plenty of times where i'll like go to like a straight porno that i like i'm like yeah i'm not feeling this today and i'll go to like a trans one yeah then i'll go to like gay one i'm like yep that's definitely it yeah so the reason so really just The only reason I asked was because I was going to ask you if you had a favorite female porn star that you watched over the years, because I have one. I have Rena Sky. And that's the one that you ended up working with, right? Or somebody else. That's the one you worked with, right? Uh, Jesse Dubai, but she's a trans woman. Okay. Okay. Mine 
is Chloe Nicole. Hands down. I don't know who that is. You better, you better do your homework because this woman, they, I think they called her the Linda Blair of porn. C H L O E. Um, yes. This woman, because the types you'd swear she was having an exorcism and it's real. And that's what I'm Chloe looking. Cole. No, Chloe Nicole. Nicole. And either with the, after you watch her, I want you to reach back out to me and I would love it if, I mean, if schedule permits, I'd love to have a verbal conversation with you about her. But if not, you can, you know, just text me. But uh, I'm not how. finding her on Twitter. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think she's on Twitter or doing the thing like that anymore. But she's she is a uh-huh. she's a legend in the porn in, in porn. And this woman, like the types of like you want. It's like you watch her eyes when she's having an orgasm. I wish you could see me, but she's like coming, coming coming like it like it's like she's having an out-of-body experience and it's the most fascinating it like it makes you want a pussy like she makes me want a pussy that's how that's how amazing she is and what kinds of orgasm she's having like i would love just to interview her um incredible i i don't know though because like for me it was always rena sky and what attracted me most Tarina Sky was I felt like she had a body that was outside of the norm. Mm. Like she wasn't like full figured, but like she had a bit of a tummy and she was more real or more mm. relatable. Does that you make know, sense? Like like I've, yeah. I've always preferred performers who kind of fell outside of the norm. Well, that's the funny thing because I mean, she while she's commercially beautiful, she's not like she's not like beauty queen. You know, she's she seems she's a very relatable beauties, and 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 it's just her energy and like you, she's somebody that fucking loves sex. I don't like watching, but that's why a lot of times if it's straight porn, I like watching older straight porn because they seem to love it a lot more um, than it just becoming a business. And she was one of those people that you just. You know, and then my favorite is the dearly departed who I just found out sadly passed away not long ago was Kyle Stone. And I loved him because of not only how kinky he was, but how he, um, he was like, you could tell he was a really good person. He was loved, loved by many people. Um, and he was so fucking hot. And again, he was relatable. He didn't look like the super, you know, whatever. He wasn't like the Peter North of porn, you know, he was, yeah. So that, he, I would he, say he, Lexington steel. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's, again, his body is more realistic. My only complaint with Lexington Steel is that god-awful fucking music they put in half of his shit that, <laughs> I'm like, dude, fuck me. Like, I don't want to listen to shit-ass music. Didn't he work with a trans woman? It's either him or the other person. There's another black guy who's actually a, a, a legend in street porn. I know Lexington steals one and there's another, it may be him, but I know he be, but he actually did a scene or did something with a trans woman. I think don't quote me Lexington. If you're listening to this, I don't know. Hold on. Um, I got to look this shit up now that okay. you're mentioning well, one of my favorite. <laughs> I'm pulling up my, uh, my porn collection. Um, and by the way, if There's you're going to do this, then I'm going to ask you to look up a clip of, you know, I'm going to find it myself so you can watch her really quick, but go ahead. There's a a clip 
or a video. It's with, uh, yeah, it's with, um, oh shit. Let's see. It's, uh, Lexington Steel and what the fuck is Felicia Clover. Hmm. It's like super, super hot because like Lexington Steel is very handsome, but then Felicia Clover, like she's definitely a BBW. And like, I don't know, just something about that video, I just, I love because again, it's more relatable, it's more real. I'm not watching Barbie and Ken have sex. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm sending this through the chat. So you can just get a glimpse really quick. Uh, chat, let's shit. Show what the hell? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Let me see. Chloe Cole. I probably have seen her. Let's see. How wait, how old are you? Well, that goes into the 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 anonymity okay. factor, but uh, okay, I could tell you and cut it out if you really want to know. Sorry, <laughs> right. because I'm guessing. Yeah, no, I think she's a little before my time. She's definitely you? she's definitely hot. Forty one. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna be thirty seven soon. Oh, okay, I grew. Well, I say I grew up watching her. Like, well, I, I didn't. I didn't have access to like porn until much later in life right so i think that's why hold on just 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 check her out for a moment just like yeah no no i i get the appeal of her yeah yeah absolutely yeah i totally get the appeal of her yeah so you brought up lexington steel like i think that i told you um that i love I love interracial porn. It's some of my favorite and not. And, and the sad thing is like, I can't find a lot of what I, I like, I want to see in it. And then when I saw you, I was like, and you were doing, it, I was like, Oh, it's great. Cause he looks like the kind of guy that would probably, I told you, you were fine with me saying this, you know, a lot of guys that would be like, you know, do it, but they'd be into some race play. Like that have to be a component. Yeah. And, and yet that's not with you. Like, you know, so I could totally enjoy you you know, dominating the fuck out of a you know, black man or woman without thinking that, oh my God, okay, he's thinking you yeah. slur, slur, slur. Or, and if you, I'm sure if you were to get, you know, fucked by a little Twinkie, you know, black black guy or, or, or a trans woman, you know, I mean, and if you did race play, that would be your business. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't see that. And I think there's a difference between racialized sex and racist sex. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, um, I'm, you know, I'm in the, for I like the former, but anyway, um, no, I, I would agree with that because no, I've, I've always enjoyed interracial porn and there's definitely like, as far as interracial porn, there's a hell of a lot more of it in straight porn than there is in gay. Yeah. Um, final questions. Uh, do you, first of all, what are your erogenous zones? Do you have any in particular? <sighs> Like I told you about getting a foot rub, massage my feet for 10 minutes. It'll double, if not triple the amount that I come. Couldn't tell you why. One that was interesting, though, is like one time is Robert 
Zigunia or Zunia or Robert Z-U-G-I-N-A, however you pronounce that. And we were shooting together and he's like, oh, my, I'm into pits. Is that okay? And I'm like, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, I had no feelings about it one way or another, right? So I lift up my arms like this and he starts going down town on my armpits. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, holy fuck, dude, that feels fucking incredible. Like, I never would have fucking known. I can't explain it, but that feels amazing. And then for me, just getting massage, I can't explain why. It's not like a dominant and submissive thing. It's just like mm-hmm. I guess getting massage just like hardwired. So like someone playing with my nipples, it's like you rubbing my elbow. I'm jealous of people that turned on my nipple play. Well, you know what? This is someone I'm going to tell you, and you may have worked with him already, or you may have interviewed him already. He has been on my podcast. We have played together um, on my podcast. He's uh, he's one of my favorite, favorite people in the world and in porn. Um, Do you know Daddy Will Tantra? You need to look him up because he is also someone like you that is very open-minded. Um, his his Twitter is Tantric Fitness. Um, in fact, T-A-N-T-R-I-C, uh, Tantric Fitness. And he is such an amazing person. Um, and the reason why I say that is because not only do I think you guys would vibe really well, um, his, uh, um, he gives instructional videos on his only fans. And like, one of them is about like, he, like you, this is your guy because like he has a, a video, he has videos like on how instructionals on how to love as he says in quotes, love, lovingly open up a man's hole. Um, uh, lovingly, you know, do this. And then also like, um, how to wake up your nipples because he said he used to have dead nipples and now, and so he teaches how to wake them up and make them, you know, now they're hardwired for him. So, I think he's someone. Oh. Yeah, I had never heard of him, but he follows me. I'll definitely message him. Yeah, but and, mm-hmm. to go back, there something else. I he's fucking crazy how much shit I've discovered just by shooting content. Mm-hmm. I think it was a uh, fly guy fox. I was shooting with him, and he was going down on me. And then he started like massaging my legs as he was going down on me. And I was just like, Oh God, I was like, like, it was like giving a dog a tummy rub. I was just like, Holy shit. I could just die happy right now. Like you go down on me and massage my legs at the same time. And I'm just like, Oh shit. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) That if you've never done it, even if it's not with me, you got to do it with somebody, dude. That shit is fuck. Oh, I have. That, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you like? Uh, do you like getting rimmed? You haven't said anything about that. Are you? Do you like that? Uh, I'm being brutally honest. It's kind of like take it or leave it. The okay, one so thing I, I, I got it. Go ahead. The, the one thing I will say about rimming that really, really, really fucking breaks my heart and sucks is like getting rimmed. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, it feels good. But like, if it never happened again, nothing would be missing. 
but I hate the fact that I can't rim. Like I will with Jesse Dubai because I trust her implicitly. My issue with rimming is I'm extremely prone to C diff. Like I've had that oh. shit like 16 fucking times. Oh so, God. I mean, if someone is not, I'm talking the fucking Virgin Mary could lick off, like eat food off that shit. I'm talking cleaner than you can fucking imagine. If someone is not right. that, I'm going to get C. diff and probably end up in the fucking hospital. So it's just like yeah. with Joe Blow, it's not worth the fucking risk. No, I totally so get that's it. That's something I, I love doing, but I'm like, I, yeah. No, like even without C. diff, I'm, I'm very, I'm very picky. Um, but I say, you know, I, when I said, when you said you could take it or leave it, I said, oh, okay, that's where I come in. Got it. That's where I come in. That's, that's, that's why I'm here because that, um, you know, every now and then you have somebody, like you said, that goes, you're like, what the fuck? Now I understand my place. Okay. All right. So fingers crossed one day it will, it will happen. Um, you're looking like no, but l- listen, okay. The fact that I've made you smile this much tells me it. There's some energy there. There's something. Come on. Yeah. I told you, for me, it's all about energy, connection, chemistry, personality. And you definitely hit those or cross those T's, dot those I's, whatever you want to say. Well, I, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. And I mean, really and truly, I think, you know, if anything, I think we would definitely, uh, if it presented itself could definitely be great friends. Cause I just, I, I, when I'm in my bait spaces, you've heard of a bait space before, right? It's basically like, have you heard, have you heard of Twitter spaces? I've heard a few people I've interviewed have mentioned that. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so old. I should be put out to pasture, but to answer your question, no, no I have no fucking clue. What it is. No, all it is, is when you're on Twitter, it's basically like live chats where, and it was, it was a safe haven for people for, for connection during the, uh, the pandemic. And, uh-huh. and, and it's also like when I got on, I did it from basically my platform. But what happened was, is that, you know, you find community, especially talking with people, um on on twitter spaces and it makes you you know people from all over the world and all different places and you know you've got your different ones with the gays this and that everyone has its own flavor um and then you have what are bait spaces b-a-t-e spaces for baiters and i wasn't i'm not a natural born baiter like i'm before twitter spaces i've never i was not one that would sit for like hours and hours and just edge it just wasn't my thing i like you know i like either you know get to it and bam or like to fuck um or make love <laughs> or make love or for foreplay anything in between no i'm laughing because i'm the same way if i'm gonna masturbate it's like oh fine fuck let's get this shit over with yeah 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 but I'm with someone else yeah. then i'm present then okay yeah. yeah 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 so but i would get in these spaces and this is another reason why i realized i have a gift because i started hosting mine and like i ended up growing like the half more than half my audience now is is made up of baiters um, because I learned a lot. In fact, um, I interviewed, um, someone, you should really just like, even if you're just like working out or just like traveling, you should check out my podcast. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it because it's, it, it can be really insightful. Like I've interviewed, um, many, a few of the people that you've interviewed and or worked with. And, um, it's just really nice. Um, 
you know, that's why I really, I, I we didn't even talk about your platform. Um, we're going to talk about that right at the very, right at the very end, which is about where we are. But I just, um, where was I go? Oh yeah. So the base space is what I do. And you have all these guys masturbating and just hear them, you know, they have a stage where you can allow people to come up and speak or they just in the listener section. And the one thing I always do is that I let, you know, especially if it's on like a Friday, I'm, you know, I'll be like TGIF bait. And I'm like, listen guys, you know, like everything's it's it's i know everybody's stressed out i know it's the end of the week oh hold on sorry 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 i mean i've been meaning to ask you this 20 times i keep forgetting yeah. did you used to smoke or do you smoke neither cigarettes neither you never smoked no that's really surprising why my voice yeah because usually uh, to get that real deep raspy sultry sexy voice that you have uh, generally someone smoked for at least like 10 years in the past oh oh so That's i have why. a sultry sexy voice thank you thank sultry you. sexy smoker's voice you know what if we were in per- see you know what whatever but uh, look, yeah, yeah, it's sultry, sexy, but it's a smoker's voice. No, that's a good thing. That's not a bad okay. thing. Okay, I mean well. that in a positive way. Okay. I've never known anyone who's got that deep, raspy voice who didn't smoke. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Um, Do you know anyone who's got thinker voices? Tell them you got a smoker's, like, sexy, sultry voice. That'll only add to the yeah. sexiness of the description. Well, certainly for men anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, but so in my spaces, like I host them, I'll say like, and I've actually taken a break from them so I can actually really focus more on my podcast and getting my content back out regularly. But, um, but like, I would say, listen, you know, every guy in the, every guy in this fucking room is sexy. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Every one of you is sexy. Every one of you is deserving. Every one of you. And I get so many hearts, like you can give emojis in that. And then lets me know that all these people in the listener section are really listening. And, you know, like I try to be very inclusive and I mean it. Like I said, I don't care what your dick size is. I don't care if you're, you know, short, tall, fat, skinny. I don't care what your race is. I don't care if, even if you can't get it up, fucking edge your nipples, fucking edge your hole, play with that hole, play with those feet, whatever you need to do, guys, you guys are all beautiful. And I sign off that way and nobody else does that. And so that's, just where I am. And that's why I really, you know, like I dig where you come from coming, you're coming from. And with that, um, let's talk about, let's talk about your YouTube channel. Is it just on YouTube or is it also on podcast? It's also on a podcast, but the podcast I've promoted, like it's available on all the podcast platforms. I think it's called, uh, Ron uncensored with masculine Jason, but like I started in YouTube format and then it goes like mm-hmm. podcast month or two later. But yeah, no, I started my YouTube channel like three years ago and, you know, I tried making all kinds of like, Oh, I want to talk about this today. But like my channel wasn't growing because it didn't know who the fuck to, you know, recommend my videos to. Cause I was all over the place. Like one episode would be about like, bdsm relationship 101 then the next video would be about you know why you need to pick the five people you spend the most time with importantly so it was like all over the place and then one day i was working out at the gym and just came to me and i was like porn star confessions 
And then I reached out to Trip Richards and he agreed to be like my guinea pig. And then I've just been doing that ever since. And I release two episodes a week. And I, frankly, I just, it's blown me away how fast it's grown. I love doing it. And yeah, I mean, just the main reason why I started it is I can't remember what happened like oh yeah i remember what happened so i was on the dating apps at the time like not for hookup but for a relationship and like for me it goes against my moral compass to like not be upfront about shit so i'm not gonna like tell you i'm a you know botanist and then drop that i'm porn star you know on our first date or something and like, so I, you know, put down my profile and, you know, people, when they hear porn star, like they assume like, oh, you must be a drug addict or an alcoholic. Your life must be a train right, wreck. Right, right. They don't assume anything positive. It's all negative. Right. And you're in this because you, know, you absolutely have to be. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and it was just like, you know, so many people weren't interested because it's either as soon as they heard porn star, they weren't interested. Or as soon as they heard porn star, it's like, oh, you're an amusement park ride. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like so many performers are like real people and like have normal jobs and, you know, or the opposite of what everyone assumes. So I wanted to start a show that showed porn stars for who they actually are does that make sense that makes perfect sense yeah so and i love that and i mean part of me is jealous because so my podcast actually is taking a hit because a majority of what i my my listeners were on apple podcasts and like at my 77th episode or whatever they removed me because it was supposedly too explicit and I was going back and forth with them, back and back and forth, back and forth. And it just really pisses me off because you hear all. Okay. All right. We're back. So we were in the middle of shit. Um, uh, you're talking about how. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Apple Podcasts podcast yeah. removed you. You're going back and forth with them. Right. Right. And I was trying to figure out what it was. And I think it was because of the fact that. So, I mean, it's there's an audio porn aspect to it. Like I'm having, they would look at it as I'm having sex, I guess even actual sex, even auditorily on their platform, which I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and so that's been kind of really sucks. And so it cut my audience in half, but I'm still fighting the good fight on, on um, Spotify and some other platforms. Um, I'm on audible of all places, but shh. Um, just cause I felt like they'd be the first to get rid of me. But uh but yeah, yeah. So I just, but I think what you're doing is cool, and I'm glad that you're able to do it on both platforms. Because initially, I, I was starting out the podcast also on YouTube, but again, you know, interviews are different from actual playtime stuff. You know, um, so I may try to find a way. I don't even know if it's possible for me to go back to um, Apple Podcasts and just like remove the ones that have the playtimes. Yeah. And see if they'll let me, because there are some really insightful interviews such as this one that have absolutely none of that in there. And I mean, like, you know, I'm sure there are, there are even some stars that you know that open up about difficult, you know, I've had Derek, Derek Cage, I've had uh, Sean Xavier, 
um, people that were anonymous, like this one guy, Michael talks about, you know, all the gay sex there was in Bible college, um, and all those things that happened there. I mean, there's a, and one guy, Andre, he talked about how he almost committed suicide, um, uh, before, you know, coming out and things like that. Like same thing with Sean Xavier and how he found his own spirituality through what he does. Um, so it was, it's kind of, it was disheartening. Um, but it is what it is. So I, anyway, I say that. So yes, um, I've, I've seen some of his interviews and guys, if you'd like watching porn, if you guys want to know a little bit more about, or a lot more about the guys that are actually behind the actual people behind the porn, then please check out his podcast. It is really awesome. And it was so funny. It was so fun to see some of the people that you've, I've had on my podcast on your show, like, um, Robert Black, um, you know, sexual heroes. We actually, he did my show and actually did his as well. And we actually did um, have a little playtime together. It was fun, you know. It's uh, but yeah. He's Doesn't cool, surprise so. me you did with him. That's his whole thing. What's his whole thing? Baiting. Well, see again. That's the thing. It wasn't like that. That's the thing. That's why uh-huh. I try to get people to understand. Like what I do. Let me put it this way. Okay, your boy Rick Kelson, right? You're friends with him, right? Yeah. Oh, you're cool. He wasn't even. She wasn't sure that he wanted to do it, and we did a role play type situation and I was able to make myself and I was able to manipulate the audio. By the way, I always manipulate the audio. So my voice will sound even deeper than this on the, on the live cut uh, because of anonymity. But, um, by the time he and I were done, he was like, I, he was like out of breath. He's like, I, I didn't think it was going to work, but Nadia, you did that. You did it, you know? So, so it's not like um, a baiting or like phone sex thing. It's it's not. It's a real, intimate, connected experience. That's the only way I I, I know how to do it. Um, but yeah. anyway, but anyway, I'm not I'm not selling. I'm just explaining. So, um, to to finish this off, do you have any sexual, any any sexual fantasies, anything else that you have left unfulfilled that you have not yet completed, or achieved? And I know you've done a lot, sir. <laughs> No, I mean, honestly, I, when you told me you were going to be asking that question, like I really thought of it and I can't think of one single thing that I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that, um, that, that I haven't done, um, like in my private life, you know, when I was like, coping with and dealing with you know my childhood i did some uh, god shit that would fucking blow your mind and uh yeah i i experienced enough of that that if anything it brought me back to like very vanilla or traditional making love whatever you want to call it and i think that to me has always been the, the foundation of my sex life and that's like really what i try to capture you know with my content on all my fan sites and but the last part of answering your question would be i am open to new experiences like i told you the thing with like getting my legs massaged while getting a blowjob or like the armpit thing I never in a million years would have thought, oh, yeah, I'll enjoy that. I need to try that. It was just someone did it to me. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? So, yeah, I mean, I'm open to all kinds of shit. I mean, the only real, like, 
hell no thing for me is sounding. No way, no how is some shit going in the tip of my dick. Fuck yeah, that scares that. me. That's my line in the sand. That's Beyond crazy. that, I'm pretty open. So yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm definitely open to new experiences. Very nice, very nice. Um, of course, you kind of walked yourself into a trap there. Um, listen, we've had this has been one of my favorite interviews. Um, you're an amazing um, human being. I really love that. And just you know, just think about it. Okay, you said you're open to new experiences. We've had it. We've we talked. Motherfucker. And, and by the way, let me just say right. That's why you walked yourself into a trap. Um, it's not sounding. But what I will say is, let me just say this. And I was. I don't get intimidated by people at all. But I was a little bit apprehensive about reaching back out to you because when I first messaged you and you're a straight shooter, you're very direct. And I was like, the first time I messaged you, I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a fan of your work. I said, but do you do any interracial? You're like. Yeah, if you watch, this is how I heard it. If you watched my work, if you really watched my work, then you would know. Like, so oh, I was like, shit. okay, it's like, and so I was like, uh oh. So you know, so I, I, w- I'm so glad we did this. Um, and I hope you had a great time. Um, and I just, I like vibing with you. And like I said, think about it. Okay, I would love for you to think about it because. I think it would be a wonderful experience. I think it would be something new. I think I'm interested. And I think that, and I could be wrong. I mean, yes, I know the audio thing is different for everybody. Um, and there's not the eye, you know, the eye looking, you know, the gazing connection, but there is the, there is the connection and there is the energy. And if you kind of, and I'm all about making you, my guests feel safe with me. And if you, I would just love to explore and I'd love to explore your body and love, love to just, you know, let go. But that's something that you have to be, you know, willing to do. And I just, I don't know. I vibe with you, man. I think you're, I think you're, you're awesome. So, you know, just think about it. I hope you will. No, I definitely, uh, will think about it. Hold on one sec. I got to, go back and read this what are you reading oh (laughs) your first message um yeah yeah no no I just you have to understand (laughs) I, I laugh about it now but like I'm so I literally get hundreds of just bullshit messages all day long where it's like there's no point to it just people who are essentially looking for a pen pal where they're like hi how are you and then just like okay dude what the fuck do you want yeah no i get it so i apologize but like yeah maybe i just gotten way too many of those bullshit messages but no. yes, no, you're right. I am very, very direct. Like, yeah, I don't and see like, and and mind you, like the only images I had seen with you other than when you were important were you smoking a cigar looking badass. So when I get that message, I'm just like, okay, all right, let me just tiptoe my naughty little ass out of here and, and you know, <laughs> hit the road. Um, but uh, I got the heartache exterior, but inside I'm a big teddy bear. I'm sure you, you are. Are you, 
you are incredibly sweet. And I'll be honest. And so now that I, now that I have the chance and I'm going to, hopefully this doesn't cut out on us because of, um, well, let's just put it this way. If it cuts out fine, let me just go ahead and thank you for, for this interview. I had such a good time. I am I'm so glad for you to be here and, and, and share with us. No, thank you for having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Great, great. So, um, what I was going to say though, was that, um, if you look, I'll send you some different clips, but like, again, because like I can't do when I do like a playtime, and I, and I, I know the name sounds kind of corny, but I can't think of any other way to explain it. In fact, I had to, this is a part of the evolving thing. I had to really explain it to where it's like, cause the way I described it at first was like, yeah, you pleasuring yourself on camera to my voice. Like that sounds creepy, but the, with the playtime, like I, I wanted people to know that there's an, there's an intimacy. It's something that's thought out. It's something that's carefully, you know, done. And so and and they still don't get it and that's why somebody said well it's like a collab I'm like yeah it is it's just a unique one like so i you know I, I talk about my voice and all this stuff when i was in a twitter space porn star i don't know if you know him yet but jordy massive um he's definitely shot up quickly i mean he's he's a friend of mine and we started out hanging out in twitter spaces together so when i first met him he was in a space he was nice but he was like I could tell he was like, I get hit on all day. He wasn't being cocky, but he's like, bitch, like trying to flirt with me in a bait space. Like, I'm sorry. Like your voice is not going to do. So, so, you know, so I was like, okay. Or it wasn't a bait space, but like a Twitter space. So I was like, okay. All right. So, but I, I told him I wanted to interview him. He, he was one of my first interviews. He's like, okay. And I'm like, and let's just see what happens. You never know. Cause he's like, yeah. Cause the whole like, ooh, audio thing, like that's not, no. I'm like, you never know. And I said, and, um, so we did it and he said well i'll tell you what if we do it we do the interview portion and we'll make it like a collab like you use the footage for your platform and i'll use it for mine i said that's interesting yeah so anyway so i couldn't i knew i couldn't just i couldn't just say all right yeah baby but no, no no he doesn't he does not get into that shit what he does like though is talking about a daddy that he met on sniffies and so i said the fuck is sniffies oh you don't know sniff oh buddy Sniffies, Sniffies is this. It's almost like Grinder, but it's more like Grinder for I guess more like more down low, like kind of married men that that they use. Oh, okay, okay. And it doesn't even have an app. It really just runs on like a website, and I, I guess they like that for I don't I don't know. Um, uh, but but he so he this this guy this daddy like he loved talking about his experience, and I knew that that would get him aroused. Like me trying to engage with him. No, some people like the visual, whatever. So I said, okay, recreate the scene for me. You know, let's do, you know. And before he knew it, all of a sudden, I, I slipped myself, inserted myself, no pun intended, into the scene. And by the end of it, he was he blew a massive load. And he's like, I don't know how the fuck he did it, but he did it. Now, that's totally different from what I did with, like, say, like, I said, Rick, uh, Rick Kelson. Rick Kelson, we did a role play where I played his stepson, um, and the wife was out for the week weekend and I talked, I told him all the stuff I wanted to say about him and I meant it and it really, we were both into it. It was hot. And then, then there are other things. There are some other people that I've connected with where it's literally, we are having just an intimate connection. Like there, I'll tell you this, there's this baiter on Twitter right? and we're in bait spaces together and everybody, it's supposed to be a quote unquote bait space. Everybody just sits and like listens to us fall in love auditorily because it's like, wow, 
these are two bros, like two guys coming together. Like they've never met before, never this and that. And they're just like vibing and they're connecting and they're like having this, these orgasms with each other and all this kind of stuff. And I ended up sending him my, my thong too. So now he smells it whenever we're, we're, um, you know, like, bathing. like he just, so I'm just saying, you know, there are so many different things. It's about finding out what you like, finding out. And, and I'll admit if we were to do it, it would be a tall order because, you know, I just, it, it would be a very tough nut to crack. And I don't even want, I don't even like saying it like that. Cause you're not a conquest. You're not something that I want to, I genuinely wish you lived in my area because I want to have amazing, passionate sex with you. Um, so that's, so that, that, that gives you a little bit more insight and I'll share, I'll, I'll send um, you some clips of what I've done, the vastly different things that I've done. And um, do you find this at least intriguing? Intriguing, yes. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, I just love looking. I just, can I at least say what I, knowing that this may never happen, can I at least say what I'd like to do? Some of the things that I've been thinking about, <laughs> would that be okay? <sighs> Oh, uh, let's save that. Okay, well, you said save it. So, think about it. Because I really, really... I'll think about it. Yeah, well, I won't. I won't. Guys, listen. This happened with one other person. And I'll tell you what happened. Well, this was... I'll just say it with Derek Cage. We... You know Derek Cage, right? Yeah, yeah. We did... A, we had two wonderful interviews. One part one and part two. And he was actually, even though it's not something he was normally into, he was actually like willing to like, okay. And he was even getting hard during the interview. Right. And so we were going to do like part three was going to be when we finally did it. The problem was, is that so much time passed between when we did it to where like the spell that he was under during the interview, like wore off and he's like, and there's no getting him back now. Like he's like, no, yeah. that was nice. The interview is good. No, no. I was like, damn it. I should have gotten, he's like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have broken it up. Cause I would, you could have gotten me then. So I fully anticipate that that's what's going to happen here, but I will, uh, I will cross. I will. I wish I had something for you to remember me by. So you rethink it, but I'll leave it where it is. I have an exceptional memory when it comes to experiences. Just, I can't, no concept of time. Well, good. You're such a gentleman too. All right. With that being said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And thank you very much, man. I can't wait for this to air. And guys, if you want to, you know, if you just hear this interview, it's great. But I'm telling you, this man is so beautiful to look at. And I'm not just talking about because he had the most, he's got such beautiful, such a beautiful chest and beautiful. Oh my fuck. I want to suck your tits, man. Um, like I want to like, I want to wake up your nipples, dude. Um, like he looks like he just smells pitch smell. Amazing. Just let me compliment you. Okay. Like his pitch smell. And he's so modest too. He's like blushing, but, uh, his nip, his pits look like they smell amazing he's got the most beautiful sensitive sweet eyes like you know behind that exterior you really do see a nice sweet man and it just is gorgeous smile and you get to see all of that now in order to see this interview join my pay you know go to my patreon and i can't think it's the second tier um and, and you won't be sorry he's just a beautiful sweet guy golly anyway i will leave it there and uh yeah Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All right. And...
Oh, and where's the record button? Where's the damn record button at to stop it? Oh, there it is.